Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And on special Valentine's Day coverage, we're talking Surviving Maine, episode seven and eight. Hell yeah, we are. Getting sexual. Down by the fireplace. Aren't we? Little main sexual healing. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be counted as one of my turn-ons. But uh, I'm happy to be here with you on Valentine's Day. And you're going to be listing your turn-ons? No, I just told you that Maine talking isn't... about people surviving in the woods of, of Maine doesn't make me hot. No? No. It's cool. Me neither. That's... I've got to be honest. I, I mean, you kind of were hinting that it did, so... I... If there's anything you need to tell me now, Cody... Everything on Valentine's Day is inherently sexual, right? Mm. It's like everything on Christmas is inherently whimsical, and mm. everything on Halloween is spooky. spooky. You know I it. I don't think you so. You knew it. You knew it. But things on let's do the uh, New Year. New Year's is exciting. Okay. Uh, St. Patrick's Day inebriated. <laughs> Green. <laughs> Green. <laughs> Green inebriated. Irish. Sure. Sure. Um, May Day. Gay. Uh, friendly. Same thing, right? <laughs> and Easter, reborn. Bunnies. And Valentine's Day, sexual. Okay. I convinced you. I don't know why I like went to turn off. Went to pause. Pod. All right, I'm done. <laughs> now we're done. Um, but yeah, anything else that you want to get into here at the top of the pod on Valentine's Day? Oh, I've got a few things at the top of the pod to get into. All right. A timeless looking style made using responsible modern day methods. The Hilgard jean is an easy outfitting choice for weekdays, weekends, and everywhere you want to be. Especially the Maine woods. Made with our signature traditional stretch denim, this style offers the best of both worlds, the classic jean texture you know and love, plus just the right amount of added elasticity for much needed comfort. Classic five pocket styling, inseam gusset, wash achieved using ozone waterless washing. Really threw me for a loop. Yeah, I could tell. The fuck does that mean? Washes achieved using ozone waterless washing? This is like word salad. I ozone waterless washing? You should Google that. Standard fit through the hip and thigh. Straight leg opening. Performance stretch, sustainability, fair trade certified, organic content. 99% organic cotton, 1% lycra elastine. 1%? $120 retail. This is Pants by Baby Boy Explodes, and those are the jeans that Dan is wearing. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. So there's nothing particularly special about the crotch region at all. Well, I took the 
it's that like normal inseam. Inseam gusset. I think the gusset, gusset? is the ball basket. A ball basket? Did he say there was a ball basket? We talked about the ball basket. I mean, a little cradle. But you're calling it a ball basket now? I believe we aren't were... there like underwear that has like a built-in ball sack or something. Built-in ball sack. Like you like put your balls in a <laughs> separate compartment in the boxers. I love the idea of underwear <laughs> that has like a prosthetic little testicle sack just hanging on the outside that you oh, can wear. Oh, there you go. And I also like the idea of a little compartment that you like put your <laughs> I'm pretty in. sure there is one. I don't think Google, so. Google ball ball underwear or something maybe i don't know but ball i'm pretty sure it's a thing underwear we'll just see what comes up that's <laughs> maybe gonna flag a few things in your internet search there cody underwear see it's valentine's day Aww, we're searching up ball sack undies i see men's bullpen supportive underwear Sacks underwear. Yeah. What's sacks? Okay, let's go to the sacks. See, I mean, it's not exactly, it's exactly what you think of. It's just a little, oh, wow, they do have a little built-in. Uh, see? It's like a hammock on the inside for, for your fucking balls. Wow. Wow. We're not sponsored by any of these products that we're <laughs> extensively talking about. Uh, For your balls. That was Pants Corner. Cool. Do you Is there any, anything else? Any pants news? Any thoughts on the pants? Do you um, think they're worth $120? I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's hard. Probably if they're going to last for years and years and years and you don't intend on changing size. Probably if you're a grown adult and, you know. Sure. Is the elasticity equivalent to them being athletic necessarily mm. to you? I'm not sold on their usefulness in this situation yet. Not yet. Although them being made out of cotton instead of denim. Oh, they are cotton. Makes a They're complete difference. Yeah, absolutely. As They're far not as denim like being wet or things like that. So and maybe, they're fucking high quality. Yeah. Right. Dan. Good job, Dan. Maybe you've got it all figured out. Dan justified. I hope you've got those ball sack underwear underneath it. <laughs> the ones with the prosthetic ball sack. No, the ones with the hammock for your balls. I hope he's got both. All right. Let's roll into News Corner. Oh, God, there's still news? I just want to talk about Matt from Philly versus Matt from oh, Maine. Oh, God, the mats have collided. The mats have collided. Hashtag the mats have collided. <laughs> Hashtag Matt collision. Hashtag Kersplat Matt. <laughs> Hey, curse flat Matt. Curse Matt? I'm trying to combine them together. Maybe curse flat Matt is just better. To, I think it's the best. It's clearer. Only to say, Matt from Philly, you have to watch out. Or no, Matt from Maine has to watch out because the original Matt of the pod, Jealous Lover. Oh, no. He's coming for you. Ah. Also, just wanted to name William, our honorary blue-headed correspondent in the field. Word. For the intense... Oh, yeah. The so, intense context that he sent Jacqueline between the last two episodes. that's super fucking helpful. Like, giving us some feedback as far as relationships that are maybe, like, alluded to, but not necessarily spelled out. And also, like, 
spilling that tea. Spilling I had to like tea. wipe it up. It was pouring out of my cup. Damn. Yes. You were like you could barely. My cup teach. was overflowed. 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 Children, my cup runneth over with tea. <laughs> I heard I, I heard her say it, proclaim <laughs> it to this. What are you talking about, Mrs. E? You're weird, Mrs. E. <laughs> it's fine. Although it was quite a trip today. I am teaching mathematics. And thankfully, it was during a five-minute breakout room time. So I was just in the main call waiting for students to come back after checking in on them. When there's a ding-dong, knock, knock, <laughs> knock, knock. And, of course, I think it's going to be the fucking Mormons because I'm a nice person. And so I always, like, have a conversation with them. You know what? I respect uh, it. As an atheist, I, I respect. There's no reason yeah, to be mean to them. No, right? we can have a conversation. What's up? You but know. I am not going to believe your faith. And I think that's garbage. But that's okay. Mormons, witnesses to Jehovah. You can come around. Yeah. I'll give you vegan cake. But no money. Yeah. No, just vegan cake. And I do fundamentally disagree with the fact that your organization exists. And you probably do some bad. All those things. All those things. But it wasn't the Mormons interrupting my teaching. Not a Valentine's Day visit from the Mormons? It was a Valentine's Day visit from a flower deliverer. What? And I had flowers and a balloon mm -hmm. and chocolates delivered when you work from home with your significant other you got to send them delivered flowers on valentine's day from the oh. florist that supplied some of the flowers at your wedding yeah oh the flowers that you bought that me i bought you separate not our wedding florist for our like wedding night like a surprise cute little hotel. like and a crate of fruit yeah yeah wedding day fruit crate wedding day fruit crate yep all yep. right and speaking of valentine's day surprises after a weekend of baking delicious vegan goods my wife and i Went down to the old tattoo shop and yes. I got a psychedelic mushroom tattoo for Valentine's Day as Fuck a gift. Yeah, that was our real Valentine's Day thing. And then I got a fucking little red onion that's cool as fuck. Yo, you can or... probably find them on Jackie's Instagram. Yeah. Or at least one of them. Um, they were on the stories, but it's too late now, you losers who now... don't follow me well. Just to wrap up news time, because I don't want to only talk about personal news. Okay. Life one, news? One, oh, God. Oh, you got some life news you want to talk uh, about? There's been another school shooting in St. Paul Public Schools. St uh, shooting or, or stabbing? stabbing? Yeah. 15-year-old was stabbed to death. More horrific. It's awful. It's... God, do we need to talk about this on the podcast? No, we don't. I'm sorry. It's just really awful. And I like, yeah. whenever we think of news, that's where my brain goes and it's really sad yes in our corner of the world a 15 year old was stabbed to death in his high school and it's not funny at all but just the like that's fucking crazy to have happened right wild yeah. and then unfortunately police are being reinstated into schools because of that after they were mostly removed after the george floyd incident yeah i mean police were removed but they were still school liaisons right, right. which are pretty much the same fucking it's fine but We're moving on happier yeah happy valentine's day mm. and happier news jackie this is the current main license plate okay it's got a chickadee on it and it's Chickadee. got a little pine cone and it says vacation land 
Okay. There's a new, and I think I didn't really read any of the articles, but it seems like there's um, some proposed new standardized main plate Hmm. that looks like this. A little simple white with a blue star and a green pine i kind of dig that i dig the new one it's yeah. very clean it is clean um what makes maine the vacation state i'm really curious mainites hmm. yeah why is maine the vacation state minnesota is of course land of ten thousand lakes and really horrible winters yeah but i think our official designation oh is yeah land of ten thousand i mean yeah vacation land vacation land Gotta take a little vacation down to Maine Town. Well, you know what, Cody? I think we should take a vacation on into episode seven and eight. Yes. Pants, Matt versus Matt, and William, honorary rainbow headed correspondent in the field. And that, my friends, is News Corner. All right. Should we roll on into episode seven? I think we shall. I would love to. Love it? A little Valentine's Day joke for you. Ha ha ha. Okay. Um, Episode 7. Their episode title, Purge Until You've Merged. Ew. Don't purge. Purge until you merge. I mean, I guess Matt has been purging quite a bit. Constantly purging, but not on purpose. And not murdering people for one day of the year, but vomiting. Oh, Is that what kind of purge they were referencing? No, I think they meant vomiting. Okay, well, that's good. Purge to the merge. Uh, Right off off the top, we're with Miko, and we get some big reveals about last episode before Trisha's vote out. Yeah, Matt's kind of breaking down his last week idol play, and we get a little bit of unaired flashback footage. Fucking Matt is the one who threw out Trisha. Right. I... Super surprised, really bummed out. And that's expanded upon a little bit later, too. William, at the tail end of episode eight, further speaks on that. And uh, Mary Ellen knew everything. Yeah, we see Matt telling Mary Ellen. um, Mary Ellen, yeah, initially kind of wanted William over Trisha. Yeah. But Matt is still very much in this mindset that he wants another dude another physically dominant dude around as a shield specifically. So he doesn't look like a challenge threat. See, I guess that's valid, but then it also just leads to what becomes a three ladies on, you know, it's like, (sighs) it's not always a man's game, bros. It is funny that later there is this talk of like not voting along gendered lines, but then it does still shake up that there are less ladies than dudes and by quite a bit. Right. And I don't know, I guess maybe there were less ladies to begin with, but you know, it's still, it's a bummer. I feel like it's, it's maybe less necessary to keep, I don't know, but like you want to keep people who are going to, be more of a threat than you but i guess mm, i don't know it's always it's that thing of do you vote in a manner where you're playing with the people who are the best game players or the people that you would most want to see win the game or are you voting in a way to bring people with you that are goats to you know 
increase your chances of winning at the end. And not greatest of all time goats, but no. like <laughs> goats. The survivor goat, which is always confusing that they have a meaning that's the exact opposite. Delaney and Will kind of grill Matt asking if he knew about Justin's idol. And they really believe that he didn't know. We get to the purging, the eponymous purging part of the episode of Matt barfing in the background. Well, you know, it's because he doesn't work out because he's depressed. And more, he's never been more relatable. <laughs> Talking about how he works from home. You know, he's not, he's doing okay. He doesn't have heat stroke. He's just out of shape and depressed and works from home. And that's why he's barfing. Um, like looking into a mirror. Yeah, I will say... There's some relief that Trisha's on the jury and not fully out of the game. And, like, I wonder if there's going to be anything. Because Justin makes this comment that he's the he's only going to trust Matt from here on out. Right? right, right. And so I really wonder if there's going to be something that shakes that up. Or uh, if that's just, you know, Justin and Matt. I understand that. Justin would feel that he's got this life debt to Matt almost that Matt swooped in and saved him. Absolutely. And Justin even kind of gets on this kick of not feeling like he can necessarily win. So just trying to get as far as he can and maybe boosting other people to get them mm. further. But I do wonder for both of them, how steadfast of a sentiment that is, if it's going to go out the window for both or one of them. It's also a bummer to be in the game and feel like there's no way for you to get to the end. Absolutely. But I mean, he seems, you know, he's an LRG seasoned vet. He's just here for fun. True. I don't think he's bummed out about it necessarily. Um, the Oscar goes to Matt. There's some major acting going on here in the early stages of the episode. I do feel like Justin is over managing Mary Ellen a little bit as far as like you know, act surprised and mm -hmm. being giving her what to say. And a hundred percent. He also feels like it's maybe not a bad thing to lose trying to keep Stephanie and vote out another one of these players. Now that he feels like he's back on top with the numbers. Yeah. I think he's set on not throwing it, but it's like, if things were to go that way, I'm not unhappy about it because we can just further increase my dominance really. Yeah. Funny to go from being on the verge of being voted out to being totally open to going to tribal. Um, Sorry, then, I should not just nod at you. You know, uh, it is a verbal medium, <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Will has fully designated Justin as a meat shield. If you want to be in the game, well, now you're just a big old meat shield, mister. Cook you up and slab you down. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, now just Justin and Matt, ride yeah. or die for life, lovers, Valentine's Day, you know, lovers in the survivor signs. I'm oh, not shipping anybody. Okay. And Got those were you. metaphorical survivor kisses you were doing. Absolutely. Let's head to Azaban. Head into Azaban. Stephanie feels like she has no idea where to go and she's hangry. And that we're on the verge of the merge gets the real episode title. There's someone who says it again later, too. Yeah, it's, every, it's on everyone's lips. Verge of the merge. I wonder if someone on production has said it. Mm. And it's then spread like wildfire. 
you know, it'd be a great episode idea. And then they just kind of <laughs> sprinkle it into everything they say all day. Yeah. Steph is going to die mad about the rice situation. Talks about bringing the empty container to the next thing and like throwing it at Will. I mean, one, please do. Two, ridiculous. People are, Andy's like, "Eh, maybe not the best idea, although that would be funny. Hashtag no rice Will. (laughs) And then we get Mike talking about how Will is a big threat. Mike himself feel Mike himself feels targeted. And then there's a time where Andy is like talking through who's gonna go home. <laughs> yeah, we get a little Andy time. And like kind of not fully getting around to it and ending with like, you know, that'll be tricky. Sleepy dad Andy in real time processing how things could go and kind of he's got all these dangling sentences. And he's like and then this could happen, and that would mean, and then it just trails oh, off. Man, but well, then if this would tricky. happen, that yeah, would be... yeah, <laughs> he is definitely in need of some coffee. Absolutely, a little too much of the wacky tobacco. If he wasn't a stay-at-home man who's been in the woods Slacky. for the last forty-eight hours, right? Wacky right. tobacco for that slacky. Too many jazz cigarettes, if you know what I'm saying. Um, wink. All right. Anything else on Azaban? I think we're ready to head to this fucking immunity. Let's head on down to immunity town. So for this challenge, they have to bounce three golf balls between two of them, one ball at a time, like two people are bouncing it back and forth. Bouncing them on frisbee trampolines, they've dubbed them. Little handheld bouncy I mean, exactly what it sounds like a handheld trampoline essentially i feel like i used to do these with like badmintons yeah i know I, what they feel like a 90s thing mm-hmm. i feel like they should say like curse splat and like batman action you know word bubbles on them right or something. but what Blue were they in red and are they like pool toys badminton seems correct or yeah something no in they that were realm. like a field a field game where you would hit a ball with them. And like but... it was Velcro and it would like stick to them. Almost. Oh, there were those too. But this was something different that had like a bouncy thing. Hmm. I don't know. You're right. I completely forgot about the trampoline aspect and just mentioned a fully separate toy. Because there's definitely the like Velcro throw a tennis ball, catch it with your Velcro mitt. Yeah. But different game. Are you aware of lawn javelins? The game that was like banned that was like actual like metal spikes no, that God look it up sometime. Let's I won't go too far down mm. some random tangent. Jesus Christ. All right. Matt is chilling. Oh, I guess there's more to the challenge we haven't talked about. Um, and then they have a ball like a, maze. A ball maze with the balls that they bounced. And one caller, the person who didn't bounce the balls. And then they do the Michelle Fitz tier puzzle on top of which is a word puzzle. Fucking lots of fucking things to do. As has come to be expected, surviving main season three, a very multi-step intricate challenge. Uh, Just noting Liza's little kicking motion when describing the Michelle Fitz puzzle. No survivor historian am I. No, it's so funny. It's so (laughs) 
fucking funny, the, like, references to uh, players and things like that. That Just that they all know what the fuck she's talking, that they're talking about, too, that is being referenced. That, you know, you can just say the Michelle Fitz, everyone knows who this woman is, everyone knows what Liza's referring to. Good thing Kaya was already voted off. Why? They'd be completely lost. Because they they're survivor. not a Survivor yeah. super fan. Not that you need to know to, you know, figure out the, the puzzle or anything. Very true. Coming into the challenge, Matt's chilling behind a flag, presumably having just vomited. And uh, these, like, bouncing things look pretty difficult. But then I, it's it's very helpful that they give checkpoints where it's like, oh, you make it past this line. You're fine. It's okay if your ball drops. You only have to go back to that line instead of back to the very beginning. The checkpoints are definitely key. Whoever decided that checkpoints were a part of this is, de- you know, 100% necessary for this to be fun and workable whatsoever. Well, and then Justin specifically, like, tells his partner to go beyond that checkpoint before he bounces it to them. So even when it falls, it's just like, well, if it hits yours past the checkpoint, we could just start right there. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't have to go through the whole thing. It's not super dynamic to really talk about. Dan and Andy are partnered up. Will and Marianne. Mary Ellen. Oh, God, don't do the Marianne thing. Like Everyone's doing it. Just Mary and then some other random feminine name tacked on. Mary Ann, Mary Sue. Mary, believe it or not. Um, so do we want to talk about the ball maze? Um, is there anything else to get to? I think we're ready for the ball maze. Just that Miko does a little bit better at the bouncing. Um. Justin does have the good strategy that you mentioned. Taylor's kind of channeling the Chemical Brothers on the soundtrack. It's very UK techno, Mm. I'm feeling. Vibe. And then as as a band moves into the ball maze, Will and Mary Ellen are struggling a little bit on their their third ball bounce. Yes. So they get a little bit held up on that, giving as a band just the slightest of lead going into the ball maze. Right. Matt is calling for Miko on the ball maze. And for some reason, Azaban is the caller on that Mike. ball maze. Or Mac. Azaban. Mike. <laughs> I don't know why I called Mac. him Azaban. Mike. Yes. Mac. You called him Azaban and then Mac. It's Mike. <laughs> Matt and Mike are the two callers. Jesus, my brain has holes in it. Your brain is as sleepy as my face is. Together, we're the sleepy twins. You had a little too much champagne on Valentine's Day, huh? No, I'm just still recovering from two, like, three-hour nights worth of sleep over the weekend. Yeah, Jackie fucking baked up a storm this weekend. We already talked about it at the top of the pod. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. Okay, good. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, you know, no one but the callers can talk. And surely, or as swiftly as expected... You can call me Shirley. Mike and Shirley, <laughs> but sh- Shirley, as we thought he would. Yes, Mike is getting flustered and frustrated and having a hard time directing people while calling. He's slipping into that classic Mike mentality that we've all come to expect from him. During all of this, Jackie, I spy a Brandon, the cameraman. With his high socks and his fucking jean shorts looking fly and his mustache. Oh, Brandon. Mustaches are in. They are. They're coming back. Hell yeah. 
back, 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 back it up. Mustache. Hashtag town. jorts and socks. We love Brandon. He's the fucking surviving main reigning champion, is he not? You know what? We do fucking love Brandon. How can you not love Brandon? How could you not love Brandon? He's written in the stars. He is a star. He's a literal constellation. If you look hard enough, the stars spell out his face in the evening sky. Oh, Brandon. Because his face is poetry. It is. Um, yeah, Matt's a very good caller. He's calm and he's very specific without at all slipping into franticness and is easygoing and also is making less mistakes than Mike. So has to like swallow the like, oh, whoops, I, I fuck that up a little less often, which is helpful. Um, one note specifically is that Matt is telling like, oh, lift it up on this person's side versus like, oh, Mike saying, go this way, go that way, go this way, go that way, which seems to be a little bit more confusing for the people moving the maze. I think Matt's also using people's names and Mike is like, you do this and you do that and pointing at people. Yeah. Which I know is similar to what you just said, but okay. just to elaborate a little bit. True. Okay. Um, Mike also says, he gets as he starts to slip into frustration, classically, hilariously, don't move unless I tell you to is one early Jesus. annoyed direction he gives. Well, where Matt is like, we're going to go up and then down really quick. And they pull off this like, you know, crazy jump. ass move. Yeah, absolutely. It's a wonderful moment. Uh, and then Matt's also very encouraging. He's just like, yeah, we're going to make tiny micro movements. He's got like, you know, phrases and easy, digestible, understandable direction that he's giving. Direction and clarity. Yes. We uh, get to the 10-minute mark, which means that everybody else gets to start talking. Mike has self-abused himself at this point, started calling himself an idiot in a sad moment. And uh, Andy pretty much takes it over. Yeah, at this point, Miko has two balls in, and Azaban has zero balls in. Miko gets a, their third ball in, Andy continues calling. What I find really interesting is as Miko moves into the puzzle area, Matt is still kind of leading and directing people. Right. Whereas the minute other people can direct on Azaban. Andy like steals the whole fucking show. And Mike is very much relegated to like a cheerleader position of encouraging people, but not at all directing people anymore. I think it just speaks to, you know, one of them was very effective and the other very much was not. Yeah. Struggle is real. And Mike is struggling. Um, Azban gets her first ball in. Mike is kind of just frantically. <laughs> and then they can't find their other balls oh my, yeah. for a minute. Like, where the fuck did we put the other balls? It's a hot mess. It is. And then we just kind of slip into, you know, Azban catches up. They get their balls in. It always all comes down to the puzzle in these situations. Always. Stephanie... Especially with this multi-tiered puzzle, right? Like, Right. Um, yeah, Steph suggesting working on the word part of the puzzle while the rod part's being worked yeah, on. Yeah, kind of dividing up the labor. And then the other tribe being like, they're doing this, they're doing this. And Liza's like, well, I never said you couldn't do that. That's fine. As yeah. long as they're not putting, putting it, it on, on top. the top tier. Um, there, And then Mike also has this weird moment where Steph, who is hashtag hooked on phonics, by the way. <laughs> is kind of bouncing around between the tears and the word puzzle. And Mike is just like, no, no, get over here. Help me, help me. 
in a way that is not very becoming. And then Mike like yell whispers that it like protect or protection or protector. Everyone has to hush him down. And then they set it just like facing outward. It looks like you watch it. I'm not sure if that's something that sunk their game at all. If other people did Notice. see that word, but you know, very possible. <laughs> um, as a ban has, you know, they, they call Liza over to have them check the puzzle and Liza informs them that no, they do not have it. Correct. The rods are had too much of a gap. It should be completely flushed. Giving Miko the time to slip in and get the win. And Matt, the opportunity to do that Michelle kick. Yeah. And then we get a little blue beetle moment, which is potentially a little foreshadowing <gasps> to a new immunity idol on the horizon. Chicka one. And hashtag this fucking giant caterpillar crawling up the tree. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a shot of like two caterpillars like mating previously. <laughs> really? Yeah. How appropriate. Valentine's Day. Mm, mate, mate, mate. Woot All right. Moving in to post challenge gameplay. We get a tiny little bit of time with Miko. Just a little taste of Miko. Just a little. Will and Justin connect, and Will apologizes to Justin for voting for him. They do have this like seasoned vet. This is nothing we're going to take personal between us friendship vibe that i'm picking up on the for, for the first time i think there's a lot of dynamics at play and you know we're fortunate enough to have our eyes on the ground will give us some of the feedback as far as prior relationships and experiences both on virtual world or lrgs between characters 100 castaways you know characters is fine too and uh, because they are all characters, true. Um, Justin, Justin. oh my god, Jinx. are you about to talk about the joke he makes about Andy giving his idol to Stephanie? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe that he is so brazen to be making these jokes. I know. Oh, maybe you should give it to Stephanie. Oh, he's like, Justin, impersonating are Jimmy you Stewart. trying to like? Out what just happened between you and Matt. What an interesting, like, psychological thing that he makes that joke at that moment. Yeah. It's his, like, defensive smokescreen maneuver. He also tells everyone that he did not find his idol behind the flag while very coyly failing to mention where he did find it. True. Moving on over to Azaban. Let's go to Azaban. <laughs> on the Azaban tribe... Dan very diplomatically speaks on how Mike is being a little bit of, what did we call him? Abrasive and flustered. An abrasive Andy. That's not fair to Andy. Uh, hubristic Helen. <laughs> He's just being a little bit hard to interact with. A fussy fussy. A fussy fussy. And Bob Fossey was pretty fucking fussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He, Mike's a little bit self-aware. He's not 100% self-aware, but he does know that he bombed being the caller. He also is really feeling the, like, pressure of... Expectation, almost? Yeah. yeah. Which feels like a put-upon pressure. 
I agree. Which, of course, I mean, like, if you're the caller, everyone wants you to do well for the tribe. But I don't think anyone is like, Mike, he's the obvious person who has to win this for us in this, you know, in calling of the ball maze. It's really more of a thing that falls to Andy. And Mike points out that, you know, Andy coming in and swooping in as a hero is really just proof that he's really good and a big target. The sleepy giant has awoken. Andy Uh... is in the game. And then we've got Steph just, like, hustling for her life. Like always, kind of. That Brooklyn in her. She knows she's got a target on her back, and she's doing anything she can to stay in the game. Yeah. Mike fucks up and gets himself firmly on Steph's bad side by telling her that she was a good teammate. Yeah, past tense. Fucking up his tense, and then she's just like, oh, okay, immediately pounces upon it. Yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know if it was said intentionally like that, but she's just not having it. I could see it either way of it being like, is it a full, honest mistake that Mike makes, or is it a Freudian slip where he is mentally fully switching over that yeah you were good to work with and he's already speaking as if she's gone when you're feeling vulnerable and someone is saying that to you i get reacting negatively to it and this basically leads to steph's (laughs) war path on mike steph uh you know taking up residence in her little office on the patch of grass under the tree and everyone crouching over to I don't want to say powwow because that's not the right word, but hold court with her. Yeah. And uh, she is pitching Andy being like, why the fuck would you send this beast to fucking merge with a fucking idol? Right. Pitching like Andy is a vote. Right. She tells Dan that he's very clearly the bottom of the totem pole of the original Azaban people. And she wants to blindside Mike, but then is also mentioning like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, send Andy to merge with an idol. That's a dumb idea. Her only move, she feels like, is to pull Mike and Dan against Delaney and Will, or Delaney and Andy. Dan flipping wouldn't be a terrible move, but the thing that everyone runs up against with working with Steph is just feeling the lack of confidence and having the votes to back up that flip. A thousand percent. Um, Andy's really thinking about that jury management as he's like having conversations. Uh, Steph and Andy are talking at this, this moment where Steph and Andy are talking and Andy's kind of talking about how he doesn't want to play mean. And they're talking about how cringy Mike was with his tense fuck up. And in the background... Oh my god, what the fuck is happening here? It sounds like this is Liza's voice, because they have a fairly distinctive voice. Yes. But we can't be for sure. Maybe it's the ghost of Larry. Oh my god. But we hear, quote, Allison, come save me. And then some indistinct chatter at the beginning. I'm stuck. Get it out. Laughter. Oh, that's good. And then like a, ooh, a relief. Ooh. What's going on? I'm so fucking curious. Someone gets stuck in a tree? What happened here? Stuck in a stump? Stuck with a stump? Winnie the Pooh style, like, head stuck in a honeypot? Oh, man. And then also hilariously, 
Steph tells Andy he's a good dad, despite having, and she follows it up by, I've never met your daughter, but let that sentiment just hang awkwardly between us. So weird. Which I guess, you know, is a fine thing to say. And you can be like, based on how you conduct yourself out here, you seem like a good dad. Although I don't really know what Andy's done to demonstrate that. Not that he seems like a bad dad, but what a hollow, weird platitude to just throw out there to try to get someone to vote with you. I, yeah, it just came from a weird moment. It felt like. It's a strange thing to say in my book. We have Jess wishing that it could be Mike, but realizing that there's just too much as far as like wheels turning cogs in the machine going against stuff that that train just needs to be ridden. Mike is really surviving on the verge of the merge. And speaking of the verge of the merge, we get Jess with a second titular moment. Yeah. Titular part two. And isn't it funny that titular and eponymous, two different words to say the same mm, thing, both fun words. Very fun. And then we get some old fashioned, like silent movie music. Some Charlie Chaplin. Piano-y. As Steph is trying to convince Dan and Mike. And then Steph gets real with Mike. We're both social. We're strategic. And it's funny that during like Steph is talking to Mike and making this pitch to him and Mike keeps trying to get in kind of breaking up her train of thought. He keeps trying to finish her sentences, but ends up just kind of echoing her a (laughs) few seconds after she says something. Yeah. You know, we play similar game. We're both strategic. Yeah. Both, both strategic. You know, it's kind of that thing going on. Oh goodness. I feel like we're right. We're railing on Mike a little bit. And this is maybe his sloppiest episode, but we do love you manscaped Mike. Mm, manscaped Mike mm. on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Mike. Magic Mike. Magic Mike. It came out today on Valentine's Day, didn't it? Do you think Mike is a big fan of the Magic Mike movies? I mean, that's where he gets all his moves. Mm. He's a big Soderbergh head. Steven Soderbergh directed the movie. Okay, I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, Jackie doesn't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Sounds like some bizarre. He's I big, didn't. He's a big soda head. He loves soda. He likes damn drinks. Mike essentially shoots down working with Steph. And Je- and Steph is like, well, working with Jess is just a non-starter. She's absolutely not going to work with me. And then she summons Dan over. Here and is like, all right, Dan, no more beating around the bush, boy. Tell me what the fuck you're doing bro let's get real real and she proposes that andy dan and steph work together to flush andy's idol bye bye idol boy dan's very non-committal and uh nobody's gonna do that with her she's literally begging on her knees she didn't really seem to be on her knees she was more like seated sideways and, uh, you know, Steph, <laughs> I like how she pitches um, Mike on, you know, together we could mastermind it. Could right. be a powerful moment, man. No master blaster in this situation. Just double master. What? Double master? How will we survive? Zero blaster. That's what Mike's thinking. All master, no blaster. And uh, let's head to 100% tribal. 100% faster. Okay. Off tribal. To tribal. Trisha, pulling a Fred, rocking the white kerchief slash neck scarf at Tribal on the jury, looking fashionable. 
I did not catch this fashion moment you speak of. I was very distracted by this idea of a toothpaste challenge, question mark? <laughs> yeah, Steph, while flashing her fake idol very aggressively, yes. says that she found it during the toothpaste challenge. What the fuck? Is this just something she's saying out of nowhere? It must be some hidden deleted scene we haven't watched right because we haven't watched through in order and kept caught all the deleted scenes yet i also need to start listening to taylor's podcast because taylor so graciously live tweets ours and the john broken leg story is apparently on the taylor podcast we suck we do suck why have we not listened to this hashtag pod community oh man is it just on youtube or is it on the spot ifi I don't know if it's on Spotify, but it's definitely embedded in the surviving main YouTube playlist. So right. it's very accessible. Okay. So all you babies out there, go listen to it as well. So Jess, or Steph, I should say, is just making a big swing. Mm-hmm. Sowing chaos. The whole time Mike is like leaning forward and whispering to Jess. Liza, you know, mentions that this is a great time to kind of, you know, if you haven't figured it out now, as far as what would happen if it's between the four as a band, now would be the time to figure it out. Right. And, uh, but nobody's got nothing to say. Which Liza is skeptical of the idea that the four of them have not, to some extent, hashed out the possibility of what would happen in this situation. Right. Or... God forbid that you have to do another challenge and lose before immune or before merge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of chaos. And then Steph goes to vote first. Yes. She says that she sh- thinks that she scared people, doesn't want to play her shot in the dark, mm. does a little bit of idol hunting, places her vote. Andy comes in really sheepishly does his quote-unquote casual sweep. Ooh. He's gagged by the fireworks going on at Tribal. Gagged? Finds nothing, places his vote. Cut back to Liza in their director chair. I mean, they pull it off. Steph plays their fake idol. (laughs) Uh, So I told you when I went off that uh, I'd come back angry but uh, I chose the box with the fake idol, but I'm still going to play it. Liza, I just really wanted to hand this fake idol to, I mean, it's certainly my dream to someday hand Liza a fake idol. Uh, maybe. They do collect it and throw it in the fire well. <laughs> yes. Trisha looks absolutely like they're having a blast watching from the jury. Yes. Speaking of which, Ponderosa videos now on the main YouTube channel what? as well. What? Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Okay, that's fantastic. I know. We've got to check them out. I'm super into doing a background Ponderosa episode. Andy. Jesus Waits Christ. until Liza has Opens, a vote yeah. in hand about to fucking unfold it. And then he says, uh, I'm going to play mine. And then he turns around and asks the rest of the fucking tribe how they're feeling. How are we feeling, guys? So bizarre, this whole thing. Steph has already cried foul, saying, let's not allow. It's too late. And then no one really responds to that. And it's just allowed to happen. Except when... uh, Jesus Christ. Steph... 
when Andy turns around and asks, how's everybody feeling? Steph is like, you've already fucked one thing up tonight. Let's not bend any more rules and let people talk. Because you're not supposed to talk at this point. 100%. Like... And Liza is like, well, you know, mistakes happen. Like, well, yeah, mistakes happen, but still. Right? Like, let's stop the mistakes from happening now. And then Andy is the most wishy-washy motherfucker on if he's going to fucking play this idol or not. And he does. Well, maybe before you stand up in front of everyone and walk over to Liza. Make a fucking decision, bro. Yeah, don't be making it in real time. Stepping back and forth. I guess, like, trying to play that, like, oh, can I see their reactions as to if anyone is, like, bummed out or, Mm. like, surprised? And it is, like, am I going to roll the dice to hold on to this idol, which would be, everyone knows I have it, and it would be very helpful in the next phase of the game. But do I, am I willing to take that risk and put myself, you know, in that jeopardy? So then we see some votes. One vote for Andy. Written like his favorite Toy Story movie. Isn't it written like that in all the Toy Story movies? Which Toy Story movie is your favorite, Andy? Right? The first one, because the people look fucking weird. You crazy girl. Girl, you crazy. Three votes for Stephanie. Aww. Mike says great game, but a little bit early before everyone starts clapping. He says great game and then like, oh, whoops, and covers up his mouth and everyone claps. And then he says great game again. Classic uh, Mike. She tells everyone to do something good. Says that she's proud of herself. Um, When we cut to Dan voting, Dan's like, you're making some bold claims and I don't believe a word of it. <laughs> Hilarious. Mike calls himself Mouthy Mike when he votes. Hmm. And Stephanie doesn't understand why people didn't vote the way she wanted them to. And it's like, well, because you were all by yourself. All by yourself. Yeah. And then in the credits, hashtag, I see a Basil Stratton. Hmm. Maybe Basil, but I prefer to pronounce it the Gordon Ramsay way. Basil. Basil. Yeah, Stephanie's hoping for a win by Justin, Mary Ellen, or Matt. And now we've got a second member of the jury. Yeah, yeah. And to the beautiful tune of Elvis Costello and Burt Bacharach, R.I.P. Mr. Bacharach. Rip, rip, rip. (laughs) We're going to roll over to break. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. Surviving Maine, Valentine's Day Palooza. <laughs> you love cats. Meow. Little inside baseball secret. We uh, last <laughs> night after crazy. coming home from a drag show. Did record the second half of this, and due to audio issues, lost 
the full, all of it. The full recording. <laughs> that was fun. So this is actually take two. <laughs> the first half was take one. You're right. Everything post break is has been recorded twice. <laughs> yes. But we're doing it again. You know why? Because we love you. Love cats. Because there are love cats. Love what? cats. That's Fosse's cat noise. Do you think this would be a fun song to sing at karaoke? No. No? No. Today I'm like, if I ever do karaoke, I should sing Love Cats by The Cure. <laughs> and I would like definitely crash and burn attempting to do Love this in person. <laughs> Love Cats. Wow. You just have to go real silly with it. <laughs> Love Cats. <laughs> don't even try to sound good. Okay, that would work then. But it's such a fast-paced, like... Uh, verse yeah that i feel like <laughs> i would trip up and be bad <laughs> yes when it says in that song we should have each other with tea wait we should have each other for tea we should have each other with cream do you take that sexually mm. i mean you could okay i didn't catch that i guess i don't think we got to that part in the song okay that makes sense then i said we should have each other for tea we should have each other with cream doesn't that sound kind of sexual to you yeah it sounds pretty sexy you will you love cat hey all you love cats okay so coming back episode eight their episode title chaos babies Choo choo. All aboard the Azaban train. And before, do you think Matt has the best smile of the season? Hidden behind that bushy push broom mustache of his? I haven't noticed anyone's smile, so I guess I'm going to say maybe. You got to get on Smile Patrol because I think Matt should be top of your list. You're just in love with Matt over here, asking him to be your Valentine. Love cat. Love catting him. Love Matt. So you went Matt Cat, and I went Love Matt. And I think Love Matt is a better approximation for Love Cat. What did you say? Matt Hat? Matt Cat. Matt Cat. I don't know. Matt Cat's pretty good, too. I mean, it rhymes. It fits well. It's like cat dog, but it's hat cat half mat yeah fun it's just really furry mat <laughs> little cat mat Aww. mat cat mat cat all right <laughs> so the Yazban, they're talking about killing off those mikos one by one no let's not make jokes about murder yeah, y'all. Wasn't, i'm not literal <laughs> okay <laughs> Y'all, as I just make the gun noise. No joking about mass shootings or train derailments in America, because it's our nightmare. Or stabbings. God. Oh, God. <laughs> you brought that up last time. God. Don't bring up the stabbing again. Did I bring it up in part one? Or no, you brought it up in the two. last part okay. two. You don't need to I'm bring not... up the recent local stabbing, okay? Okay. You're just fucking committed to tanking this Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> Did you just oh. hit, what did you hit me with? Nothing. I think my cord hit you. Oh. On our Survivor New York coverage, I declared this a pirate cast and that we were going to wage war on the other podcast covering Survivor New York. <laughs> were we? Did they maybe get us? Oh my God. Did we get pirated? We've been 
Arr, I do have scurvy. <laughs> I need to eat a banana. Go. All right. You had a banana with peanut butter today. No, I, I didn't you. actually. I took the banana but never got around to eating it. So what did you use the peanut butter for? I just had a spoonful of peanut butter with raisins <laughs> oh. dropped onto the top of it. But I didn't double dip the spoon. <laughs> Well, you never, for an afternoon snack, take a spoon and eat <laughs> no, a spoonful of peanut butter? we have celery. You might as well use mm. some. May as well not. Celery is a nothing food. I mean, it at least causes you, it has fiber. Okay. Okay. It has and fiber. And it causes you more work than just sucking the peanut butter off a spoon. I don't know if the physical caloric burning, please don't make that noise. <laughs> no one wants to hear it. Uh, I want like maybe everyone needs to hear it. It's a different podcast. <laughs> I wonder is the calories burned through I don't suck it off the spoon first of all. I lick it off the spoon. I it's not that big of a scoop. It Cody's has raisin. a liquor, not a sucker. <laughs> T-shirt idea. <laughs> liquor, not a sucker. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you take it sexually, I still am sucking. I still am putting a penis in my mouth. But I don't suck on it. I just lick it. I'm dainty. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I also put peanut butter on it and drop raisins on top. <laughs> <laughs> and then lick it. Right. All right. Well, what is... Eating celery, sucking peanut butter off a spoon, or licking peanut butter off of a penis with raisins. <laughs> Which burns more calories? Probably the hmm, celery still. Yeah. I should have eaten it with celery. Fiber. Fiber. It's That's the, the fiber. only one that gives you fiber. Yep. <laughs> Okay. But which ones give you calcium? Speaking of which, everyone is gagged and amused that <laughs> Steph and her hilarious antics as she was voted off. Aw, we miss you, Steph. The thing is, though, you just can't trick a Survivor super fan with the fake idol. It's a very hard, tight rope to walk. Right. I, I don't know if it can be done. I feel like the only way is that she could... And I... I don't know what I said when, Cody. My brain is fucked up. Did the I thing, talk about what I wanted to no, do with the idol? No, you didn't talk about that. Of course not. I'm setting you up to talk about it right now. I'm teeing you up to repeat the thing you said on the last recording. I just don't remember what I said. You said that I, the thing to do no, is... No, I do remember what I said. Yes. There are two things that you do if you have to make a fake idol. Can right? I pause real quick? Anything you remember is from the most recent recording. You're is not going to remember anything from the further back recording. Okay. And if it's related to the things we're talking about, <laughs> you're safe to say it, okay? You guys, this is just hard. Beep, 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 beep. You know what, Jackie? I don't know if there is any way to successfully play a fake idol. The way to do it, especially because Stephanie was so lucky right. to have found an actual idol, yes. is that you fucking wrap up your fake idol in the shit that was in the eye like and hide it so somebody else finds it which would be so hilarious <laughs> just for the yucks of someone going up and playing the idol and thinking it's real well you have to figure out you have to track who finds it and then target them yes, so they yes. think they'll be safe but they're not if you could which pull is it maybe off. just mean if, there's, if you could pull it off really it's mean. a fucking amazing move <laughs> It's a mind-blowing move if you're able to gaslight someone into thinking like you 
trick them into looking into your bag or whatever. Well, that's the other way, right? Like, oh, that's trick the other, them that's the other, into that's looking into your bag or I'm accidentally fucking things. drop it or something and have someone see it. Yes. Or like, making them think, I'm going to hide this idol, winky that's wink. Too, that's too elaborate. Getting them to notice you having an idol and them thinking it's real hiding it and then them playing it for themselves I think is more realistic of pulling off and is also but highly save you the couldn't... only one that saves you is if someone sees you sure with it I guess it depends on the circumstances but if you could ever trick someone into thinking a fake idol is real and playing it for themselves it'd just be a really hilarious thing to pull it, off and mean and mean but it's sometimes it's funny to be mean to be mean. Andy feels like he maybe erroneously used his idol, is also unsure if he's using that word correctly, but that's how it felt in the moment, he says. Do you really think... Okay. I think erroneous. I think that's the correct word for usage of erroneous. Sure. Love it. Now, people are mad, thinking that Andy would have used this idol for the these people. Shh. Fucking stupid. Fucking... Of course, he's not going to use it for the good of the tribe. He's no Matt. I wish people would just abandon that whole premise. Yeah. It's like if you find an idol and other people know about it pre-merge, it's not the community idol and you shouldn't even pretend it is. It's just you have an idol and we all know about it. And that's like the uncomfortable reality we're all living with. Very true. Just like I pretending anything else is just silly. I agree. But I get why people do. Trying to remove that target from their back that maybe it was a circumstance where you're all searching together and multiple people find it at the same time. Maybe it is mm. a circumstance. Like there have been some of those, but you yeah. know, well, that's just a matter of possession yeah. is the whole thing, right? Come on, Andy. Come on, Andy. Come on, Andy. Speaking of Andy, he wants to keep them big threats in the game, but you know, is anyone like even close to as big of a threat? As I am. He knows he's a target or he thinks he's a target. Yes. Everyone's crying out to the survivor god. Merge relief. Merge I relief. Need a merge feast. <laughs> I need a merge feast. It's like the Jews. That was the them desert. dying. Oh, that's sad. As like they that. were calling for a merge feast because, you know, they haven't eaten more than just a few bees like Some of them guys. have. Um, the Azaban four are tighter than ever before, and they begin to plot what they're going to do post-merge. They come up with this idea to, like, tell a story that people were flipping and that other people, like, it was some votes on Mike and... Yeah. Andy didn't use his idol. And... Mike is a little bit manic here. And there's this talk of, you know, Dan asks how they're going to play the Andy situation. And I just feel like they're overthinking the whole thing a little bit too much. Way too much. Not just a little bit, but way too much. This game is already so fast paced. Yeah. Pass. Uh, no, I... you don't need <laughs> you don't need to add in additional lies to like. Ooh, you don't know who's going to tell the lie or the truth to who based on their tightness. Sure, and then you don't yeah. know who you should like. Come on. Let's just like leave those type of mind games at the door. <laughs> uh, they do want to bring Delaney into the fold. They do. And. <gasps> do you catch the idol at the water station? 
what? No, yeah. there's that yeah. people didn't see. No one caught it. Really? Uh-huh. I also didn't catch it. It's at the water station. Did you catch this little blonde kid hovering around camp with two dogs, D-A-W-G-S? Do you think those are Mary, Mary Ellen's family? I hope so. Didn't they say, like, Mary Ellen's family was at the whole thing? Yes, I think. Or is they that did something that. that we were told by Will? Mm, I feel like someone on the show mentioned it. Well, we know, and I don't know if everybody our rainbow-headed correspondent in the field, Will. But we know that Mary Ellen's entire family was there to watch her. Do you think Mary Ellen's entire family also has two first names as a first name, like her brother Stephen Tyler? Robert. Stephen Moffat. <laughs> you said the showrunner for Doctor Who, and I said the lead singer of Aerosmith. Question um, of those Her words. father, Larry. Bird. <laughs> you're, you're just saying real Save people's people. names. Her sister. Mary Sue. Ellen. <laughs> yeah, they have the same name. Her cousin, Tommy Frederick. Penny Sue. Penny Sue. It's funny if the names are like, they don't go together, but I'm just whiffing it. Nicholas Ben. <laughs> um, Hunter, Hunter Bartholomew. Hunter Hunter. Ooh. Hunter Biden. Ooh. In his laptop. Don't get me started on that. Urgh. Let's talk about <laughs> Just Trish. Just kidding. The I'm dish. not a crazy Republican. Trish the dish. Trish the dish. Trish the dish. How do we feel about Andy okay, calling we're Trish? We're just going to become a chanting podcast from now on. It ha- it was my New Year's resolution to chant more. <laughs> I know. Okay. Chant, chant, chant. You're not going to chant the word chant. That's ridiculous. I think ridiculous. I just did. All right. What about Trish the Dish? It's funny. I feel like Andy is just rhyming words here mm. and he doesn't mean it. But if you call someone like dishy or a dish. I she's th- hot. Yeah, to me, it denotes either sexiness or maybe like sauciness. I mean, sassiness, no, if you will. Calling someone a dish is like you're a hot dish. You're a, like, <laughs> you're Midwestern. <laughs> you're like, I want a bite of that. I want a piece. I feel like I want a piece of that dish. Girl, just dish, dish, dish. Well, like dishing something versus being a dish, two different things completely. Sure. You know, so calling her Trish the dish. 1,000% not talking about her dishing stuff out. Language is flexible. Mm. I think Andy, mm. so he's just saying that he's wet Into for her? Trish. What about your kid at home, Andy? Jesus. You look at Andy's pants. I have <laughs> no. acid. What is up with you in pants? Acid flashbacks looking at his shorts. <laughs> they're flashbacks. Oh, I have flashbacks. ass flashbacks. No, acid flashbacks. It's like they're crazy psychedelic. That's cool. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, bro. Man. And then Andy does invoke the hashtag Spaghetti Alliance, Mamma Mia, thinking that that might be something. Because he was, was he a part of the Spaghetti Alliance? Mm, no. No. It's Delaney, Will, Mary Ellen, and Matt. 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 <laughs> chant. 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 Um, Jesus Matt Cat, Matt Cat, Matt Cat. So, yes, he is worried about the potential looming specter <laughs> of the spaghetti lines. Yes. Moving on to Miko. Uh, Will thinks Andy has got him. I got your back, man. But that's not really the case. You know what Delaney's got? What? A handful of Will's ass when she pretends there's a tick on it and cops a feel. And a want to kick out Stephanie, but little does she know. <laughs> Too late, bitch. Steph already left. 
Justin is hoping that Will or Delaney would go. He said that his idol is gone and he's committed to not taking a dive at the challenge, which I think we've already spoken on. I think so. But maybe that was last time when it got deleted. <laughs> they talk about the potential of knowledge is power being a advantage that might come up because there is some things being pulled from new survivor. Yes. And Justin speaks on him not feeling like he can win. He feels like he's at a point in the game where he's too big of a threat. So it's just seeing how far he can get and how far he can propel the people he likes to go further. I'm questioning when I said what now as well. Circumstantially, I think, which I don't know if I've said this on the previous recording or not. Wah, so. wah. I know. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, he feels that way, but only because he's on the outs right now. You know, I, I think... Justin's an interesting player with being such a veteran LRG that I do think he is probably more fine than others not winning and would be able to have more fun. Not that like Matt or Mary Ellen or someone who's played less would be like a poor sport, but that he can probably get more value out of not winning this than other people can. And there's a broader experience that he's there for, maybe. You mean when they're voted out, they're not going to start, like, taking it super personally and attacking <laughs> members of the camp? I hope not. Pull a forest. Pull an Andy's son, forest. Canonically, Andy's <laughs> son, forest. <laughs> yes. Um, way too many fucking ticks. I can't handle it. And uh, Will is, like, bad talking Mike hard. Will hates Mike. Matt is manifesting challenges. He's secreting the challenge. Hashtag the secret. And Justin, at some point this weekend, said something. What? <laughs> That's a note that you have? <laughs> he, he said it himself. He's like, you know, at some point this weekend, I said something. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of Will <laughs> so hating, like, you know. or Will hating Mike, he does say this weird thing about <laughs> Mike always going for the hero moments hmm. that he's always like trying to take those big praises, right? Not something I've necessarily picked up, and it's it's hard like survivor verbiage to be throwing out, like being the caller at things, I guess, being yeah. the like. Yeah, he has kind of taken on those roles, the puzzle person mm. for things. like Maybe the insight that Will isn't getting is that that's not really working out for Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Rolling on in to challenge time. We uh, get the note that Steph, the Boston baddie, has said goodbye. The Boston baddie, the Boston buddy. The Boston daddy? Yeah, she's all three. Hashtag Boston Buddy, Boston Daddy. Boston Batty. Hell yeah. Liza teases everyone with another <laughs> challenge, but then nope, it's merge time, motherfucker. And you're gonna go eat some fucking hot dogs, bitches. And burgers and chips, soda Gatorade, and... Beer. Some beer. Now, is everyone over 21? Uh, presumably. And where are my fucking wine coolers? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Survivor, Surviving Maine, brought to you by Bud Light Lime. Bud Is Light, it Bud Light? Bud Light Lime, yeah. Bud oh. Light Lime's disease. Oh, from all them ticks. All them ticks. Now, I've never been a beer drinker. No. Back before you went sober a year and a half ago, were you a big beer drinker? Yeah. Never 
see, I'm I don't know. I'm not the type of guy who's going to be drinking like a Bud Light. Yeah. Or Explain a Miller to me High Life. What which type is, of guy would be drinking a Bud Light? You know, the type of guy who drives a big truck that he insists on backing into the parking spot and not just forwarding into it like a normal human being. <laughs> you know that all these people are drinking this. Yeah. Listen, drink whatever type of piss you want to drink. <laughs> <laughs> if that includes Bud Light. You know, uh, I was a Heineken guy, which is also not a very good beer. I also, I'm not big on like the super hoppy IPA scene. I like... Uh, the real fruit tastes better uh, sparkling water over there? Yeah, I'm a spindrift kind of guy. <laughs> the re- I mean, half the reason I went sober is I just don't really like alcohol all that much. So it, it's easy for me. But I would drink like some fucking Wisconsin uh, Spotted Cow, New Glarus. I like a beer. Beer's fine in the right circumstances. Some uh, blonde Guinness. Yeah, like a blonde ale. I guess I'm just like an ale guy. Yeah. Blonde, blonde Guinness is very funny because Guinness is <laughs> like, like inherently a dark. a dark, heavy. But I do like a Guinness blonde. <laughs> I'm a fucking. Listen, I like the whale. I enjoyed Elvis. I liked women talking. I like a blonde ale. I'm a basic bitch, man. <laughs> Give me that pumpkin spice. Yeah, when it goes, I'm like the ba- I'm the pumpkin spice equivalent yeah. of a man. <laughs> I mean, you do have a ginger beard. I do. All right. Um, and they're eating. They're eating. And some people are meeting for the first time, and so that's fun. It is fun. I like Delaney, her hot dog little shoulder dance. Uh, what about those ketchup socks? Oh my gosh ketchup socks but where are the mustards hoping she can hide it and will just gotta shame her in public mary ellen is super fucking cute always and then matt has this whole moment knowing very the moment of matt brought to you by bud light lime (laughs) knowing that in this type of situation You want to be a person controlling food, that it is a prime opportunity for an advantage or idol to be hidden. Word. He takes control of the chip basket. Going to take my chip first, and then I'm going to pass it around. But what's this in the basket? Well, it's a little bundle. Going to hide it behind my chip bag, bring it tight into the waist. Tight, tight. Lift up the old stomach pocket, slip it under the (laughs) gut. His words. And then let nature hide it. Oh, you know, those nature chips. Like a bear would. If a bear was playing Surviving Maine, it would have made the same exact move. I mean, isn't there a bear playing? All right. Is Matt a bear? I don't know. He's not a twink, but is is this appropriate? No, it's not. Pull up, pull up. I don't know what you're doing. Um, and now we've been canceled. Uh, pretty hard. Listen, if a straight man can't speculate, if a gay man he's never met his bear or not on his Survivor podcast, what has I, the world come to? I think... Jesus Christ. Maybe this recording will also get lost. Maybe it should. The moment of Matt... Brought to you by Bud Light. Lime. He fucking knows my Instagram handle. He's going to beat me up. You didn't say it. I did. You think Matt would beat you up? Verbally, I maybe. also said he has the best smile of the season. I, but then you called him. I I didn't say he was a bear. I wondered if he was. 
I said he's not a twink, which isn't an insult. There's nothing wrong. I'm not a twink. If I my I don't have that body type classification. I'm not smooth still and hairless. An appropriate like modern term. I think so. I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I have twinks on the mind because on Twitter Jesus just the Christ. other day, hi from last season of <laughs> CBS Survivor, oh they were tweeting out some former survivor player who like was young and spelt and now is a little bit older and less spelt and they're like twink death because he is no longer like smooth and skinny okay and... so it must be right I At guess. Least within the community <laughs> I guess. maybe i'm not allowed to say <laughs> i don't know i'm learning i'm growing <laughs> i'm open to criticism cancel me please <laughs> I love everyone. Everyone loves you, Cody. I hope so. Uh, you know, we know so. You know say. We know say. Yo say. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that made-up word that we say sometimes Jesus on our podcast. Christ. Moving on. Um, But Justin saw it. Justin, Justin it. saw Matt. If anyone's going to see it, it's okay for Justin, of all people, to see it, probably. So who has the real knowledge of power here? Oh, Yeah. Intra- provocative question, Jackie. <laughs> um, Mike proposes that everyone give out their age, sex, and location just to break the ice a little bit. And we have this mystery concoction oh in a cup that Andy is enjoying with a spoon that looks like yellow jello until we later find out it's fucking pickle relish. Truly the epitome <laughs> of just like standard white dude just eating condiments straight just taking some condiments straight to the dome so gross yeah i guess you know you got to get your energy wherever you can um and then andy tells will that he does still have an idol don't know if that's going to be a good call or not and he evokes i forgot that i didn't bring this up earlier oh god his son forrest <gasps> last season you know, Andy's just, I think Forrest has been invoked twice, both by Andy. Jesus Christ. They both have shaggy hair and emerged. He is a stay-at-home dad. Inexplicably from the main woods, seemingly appearing out of no, just appearing out of nothingness. They're both woodland creatures, and Andy is the father of the forest. You know, he has that r- raccoon growing out of his head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but he mentions that, you know, <laughs> you can't mention you're an attorney because they're trained liars. Something Forrest said last season, something people like Forrest definitely. Are we are we still on that kick in 2023 that like lawyers equal bad? What I about mean, like public defenders? I guess there are bad lawyers, right? Like corporate lawyers. Yeah. And, OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Will is going to be real sad when he finds out Andy lied to him about the idol because all he hopes is that Andy will still like him by the time they come together. I do love this meeting of Bluehead and Raccoonhead. Yes. Two opposite ends of the white dude spectrum, Andy and Will. Blue Raccoon. Blue Raccoon. Sleepy stay-at-home dad. Young alternative Bluehead coming together. Love it. Ebony and Ivory living in perfect harmony, if you um, will. But I'm really fucking pissed at Andy. Please tell me why. I'm mad at Andy. 
because he keeps fucking calling her Mary Ella. Not Ellen. It's Mary Ellen. Like, it's not hard. Mary Ellen. Yes, like the popular daytime TV host. No longer popular because we learned that she's a jerk. You know what? I, I don't like her classism, but she'll always have a place in my heart. Doesn't she like also not enjoy trans people or is that just Harry Potter lady? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Ellen Generous is anti-trans. She's just mean to the people that work for her. Oh, I mean, aren't all rich people? Yeah. Yeah. To some extent. To some extent. I don't think Except she's a... Snoop Dogg. Mm. I think Snoop Dogg's the only good one. Now, why are you assuming that Snoop Dogg <laughs> is nice to the people that work for him? Because Have he's a fun Instagram... Have you ever heard anyone say anything bad about the dog? About the D-O-double-G? No. Exactly. Exactly. Snoop Dogg is a fucking... Fucking Martha Stewart adores Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I don't... Maybe that's like a sign that he's... I don't dislike Snoop Dogg, but I definitely dislike Martha Stewart. I know, but if someone as cold-hearted and evil as Martha Stewart can love Snoop Dogg, fucking everybody loves Snoop Dogg. It feels like weird PR brand management on Martha Stewart's part, and partially like, I went to prison, so that's some type of like street cred, which she went to prison for insider trading, which is just some bullshit white... But I think not that white. They were... I'm sorry, rich person. Yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fucked up Freudian slip. Okay, <laughs> tack this on to the end of the episode. Just kidding. Just... You'll get Jesus that joke <laughs> if you listen to the very end of the episode. You just missed Cody's a wank. Um... <laughs> yes, but insider trading is just rich people crime. So fuck Martha Stewart. But I'm pretty sure she knew the dog before prison. Maybe they met on like Celebrity Apprentice or some shit. Maybe. It seems like where they'd hang out with cool. meatloaf. Um, Mary Ellen yes. doesn't trust William. No. No trust for blue hair. And Jess Delaney and Mary Ellen discovered that there's only three women remaining. Hashtag the three women. They don't want a girls alliance, but they definitely don't want any of them to go home next. I, yeah, we've touched on it, but there is so much aversion to voting along gender lines. Right. Not a good look for the dudes, but would be fine for the three remaining ladies or before they were only three to band together. Isn't like not wanting any of them to go home with, like, isn't that already being an alliance? Like low key, you're saying there is low key, like an unofficial lady alliance going I think on. So I think if they're having each other's back, yeah, same thing. Unofficial, right? What is a rose by any other name, right? Still got them thorny thorns. Would it still not be a lady alliance by any other name? <laughs> is that anything? Is that a good no, bit? No. Okay. Um, Justin. <laughs> but, knows but they are down. Jess. But they're down for Matt too. Yeah. It's the three ladies and Matt, and Matt, who is a caveman who hates women. Are you winking at me? It rhymes with wink, apparently. Stink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the three. When I say the three women, I think of the three doctors, which is the oh. classic. You know, it's been like. The 10th anniversary of Doctor Who. So let's get the three, the first three guys who played Doctor Who together. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Three women, the three doctors. Definitely. Love it. You are in such a Doctor Who world lately. I mean, it's the time to be. It's 60th anniversary. Shit. Black gay doctor coming. 
Well, Delaney and Jess. I think he's gay. Don't have it. No. For Will. They do not have it for Will. And they think that it's because he's sloppy. Yeah, it's interesting to see Will's like social cachet fade, especially as we move from tribal into full merge. Yes. I feel like he's lost some momentum with players that have gained momentum with others. And it's kind of leaving him in the dust. But does that make him a target? Or does it make him camouflaged? He's charismatic and friendly in a way that both makes people like him, but then he's such a game player that mm. people are wary of him. And it's when his and then they see the other side of his charisma. Yeah. And see him pulling strings his and other making moves. Bits of charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Yeah, they see the other side of his charisma uniqueness nerve and talent okay uh jess is confusing delaney with rogue votes yes yes hashtag rogue vote that delaney can't quite figure out where it came from the hashtag rogue vote on mike right um and there's some yellow subtitles that we deal with here. Throw a black border on some white text and you can see it on any screen. Don't go yellow. Yellow is a little rough. It's our first major poo-poo <laughs> at production. It's our first production poo-poo. Mm, almost a production PP with that color. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, well, you started it. Well, I mean, I meant... <laughs> Like mm, finger wag, oh, French finger wag. Type that's poo -poo. a poo-poo. Oh, poo-poo. <laughs> that's what the French say when you've done something incorrect. Yep. And they're not talking about feces. It means bad, bad in France. <laughs> Do you, really? Yes. You've never been to Paris, I see. Oh, have you? I have. Have you ever been to Paris? Is that a real song? At night. No, I was only there in the daytime. Neither have I. Because Neither of vampires. Have I. Parisian vampires. Okay. Um, <laughs> speaking of Jess, I think that she could be a black horse. And I oh. think that she might just win the whole damn season, Jacqueline. Racist. What? <laughs> just kidding, just <laughs> I can't just call her a horse. That's just an insult. <laughs> I think she might be a low-key, secret, super competitor for the win. Yes. Um... I love that. I would love Jess to fucking take it. She is pretty low-key, but really well-liked. Um, not, like, going at people as aggressively as some players have been, but also, like, really covering all her bases. 100%. How about Mike uh, shipping Andy and Dandy, or, I mean, Dan and Andy making Dandy? You know, I have some notes about Mike that don't really make sense to me, but can, that's okay. Can you lay them on me? I've got one I didn't understand. <laughs> I have a note that Dan and Mike are telepathic. Mike's sneaking in his flexibility? <laughs> huh. Mike is sneaking in his flexibility. <laughs> it's it's like when you say it and don't think about it, it seems to make sense. Hmm. Okay. Okay, because he's saying that he's down to flop. He oh. was like putting himself up as like I could I could be a flip flopper. I, I could be a classic be flexible. John Kerry. I can swing both ways. Okay. Uh I really love how Matt is sticking with Mary Ellen. Yes. 
the double M crew to the end. Speaking of that rogue vote, Mike is like, someone felt brave. (laughs) He's so catty. He is so catty. He's a love cat. Love cat. Love Mike. Mike cat. Matt. Oh, it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, we've got the reveal that the relish is not yellow jello, but fucking relish. And so Andy's been walking around eating fucking pickle jello by the spoonful. And I must say, if it's sweet relish over dill relish, I'm literally going to throw up on you, Andy. Disgusting. I, <laughs> whatever you got to do, Andy. I feel like Mike is selling himself real hard to Matt and Mary Ellen. Really trying to be their fifth beetle. Mm. Oh. Do, do, do. Because Billy Preston's the fifth Beatle. Oh, love it. Okay. Um, (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Seamless. And then, do you have any other notes before we head on into tribal, Jacqueline? Yeah, I have a whole section about immunity, actually. Oh, okay. Immunity challenge. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lost where we are in the episode. (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah. Let's Excuse head me. on in to the immunity challenge. <laughs> For some reason, a frog got lost in there. I thought it was your tiger noise. Uh, great immunity idol reveal. It's like a big blue beetle, kind of. Yeah. Do you think they're all excited for DC's blue beetle coming out this year? What the fuck? Everyone's favorite superhero, blue beetle. Uh, I didn't hear about that. Okay. They're about to play the Bob Crawley stump game. Now, non-survivor historians are we. We had to look <laughs> up who Bob Crowley is. But then I did recognize this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that guy was on Survivor. And apparently he's a former teacher who mm-hmm. was on Survivor Gabon. Gabon? Gabon. Gabon? Gabon. Survivor Gabon. Gabin. <laughs> and he wears a little bow tie, just like Matt Smith. Aww. Or Bill Nye. The science guy. He's, he's like, definitely more Bill Nye energy. He's Survivor's Bill Nye. Bill, Bill, Bill. Or, Good you chanting. Know, it's part of the song. Bill, Bill. Or like uh, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones when he's not on an adventure, like Professor Jones. What? Okay. But you're going to... It's called the stump game. Whip up. Hammer into it the air has to make a full 360, and then you're gonna catch it. And however you catch it is how you're gonna smack a nail into a stump. Everyone has a corresponding nail in the stump that's color corded, so it's you know there's lots of survivor games that are kind of similar where you're popping someone's balloons or you know breaking their plate or yes. something. I must say, this seems like a very Fun backyard, I'm going to get drunk with my friends game. This is some country shit. (laughs) Cue the banjo on the soundtrack, Trey Taylor. (laughs) We both have frogs in our throats. Who really? Yeah, Taylor really (laughs) seems to know what's up here. And when I say some country shit, that is not an insult. It's just like we're tossing hammers and catching them. (laughs) And then hitting nails. Where are we? The Mushroom Kingdom? It's just kind of funny because... All of the immunity challenges up to this have been like 
20 steps of intricate like (laughs) do this into this (laughs) into that with that then run there and collect this to build that and make that puzzle with those people and doing that thing right and now it's like flip the hammer hit the nail right (laughs) and it's just it's very much it's a very simple (laughs) game all you need is a hammer and a stump and And some nails yeah you could substitute other things for the nails though Mm petrified french fry no okay the hammer would break bones mm, the hammer would also break those everyone is catching the hammer pretty well better than i expected them to but i think there is a little bit of the rules aren't completely clear correct initially some people are catching the hammer and also keeping their arm very stiff as far as like the exact position of their arm when they caught it but then of course you have to do some level of like leveraging i feel like i see people not quite knowing the extent of their limitation yeah i think it's mostly just however you catch it in your hand is supposed like your to be... hand placement on yeah. the hammer most people are able just to catch it on the handle mostly fine and then use Hit it just like a functioning hammer like it would be funny if they're like catching it at like the head and then having to use the handle mm-hmm. or it doesn't hinder their ability a couple get like yeah there are a few but... times or like awkward like in between the fingers or something sure but most of the time although yes matt made it so it's impossible to get dan or almost impossible to get dan straight he like hits it sideways that's like fucking do that to your own nail Mm, i mean then someone has to spend the time like yeah that's not a bad strategy I wonder Especially if, if you did it each time you went up there or like each time it gets close to straight. Oh, hit it back down. Shucks. Would someone cry foul at that? There's no rule against it. You're allowed to hammer anything. Anything's in play. Well, they did say hopefully yes. not hit your own nail. Sure, meaning like sure. If that happens. Yeah. If I were to accidentally hit my own nail, that's going to count negatively against me. So why can't I sabotage other people? Do it sideways. Oh, and then we get these fun pounding montages. Mm-hmm. Some quick pounds. Um, we don't, we go down to pound town. We're pounding it out. Yeah. Pounding it out. Round pounds. 15 minutes later. Matt is out. Yes. Then goes Mary Ellen five minutes after that. Pounding montage number two. Then William. And then Mike and Justin. Yes. Poundage instead of montage. Poundage number four. Oh, I fucking love it. Uh, Jess, Delaney. Then we get a little dandy showdown. Dan versus Andy. The lovers quarrel. Mm. Hammer time. Did someone straighten out Dan's nail? Did they? Yep, because Andy wins. Let's go to Tribal. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to play. You're just taking so long. I was trying to play. I'm searching for Hammer Time. (laughs) Remember, there's no song called Hammer Time. Hammer Time was a state of mind whenever MC Hammer was around. Hammer Time. Um, You're just going straight to Tribal. I mean, do you have much else? Um, I have a note that Dan fucks up. Oh, he fucks up one of his catches trying to showboat too much. That's yeah, what loses it for him. And doesn't catch it at all. And so it gets handed right to the other person because he does and it really high. Things go animated for a moment. Remember when like that crazy filter came on the screen and everything was 
a cartoon for a second that happened right no that definitely happened it did not a thousand percent it happened what drugs have you been taking cody i told you andy's shorts gave me an acid flashback (laughs) that we'll go back and i will show you i think you're crazy crazy. let's go to tribal no way is that real while you're giving out awards i'll pull it up gaslighting me? no i'm not kidding you whatsoever it it's like um you know the filters on your phone where I could take a photo of you and then I could have that photo look like it was like hand drawn or it looks like someone like penciled Sketched. over everything. Okay. Huh. That happened to what was going on on the screen. <laughs> You're making me. Are you gaslighting me? No. In my notes, I say nice arrow. Let's go to tribal arrow. Damn. Maybe I have a brain tumor. Like, I don't know. Okay. Oh, no, Matt. Don't do it. <laughs> don't use your advantage on Andy. Is that what you're referring to? I don't know. To? What's your first note? Matt going to use advantage on Andy. Okay, LOL. then yeah. Then it must be about that. <laughs> yeah, he fucking gives Andy his knowledge, his power. Why? Because he's a... No, 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 no. He's going silly, to use silly. it on Andy because he thinks Andy... We're so stupid. No, 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 Us no. remembering what our notes mean. He's going to use his knowledge. Oh, yes. Pa- on Andy. Yes, but Andy doesn't really have an idol. Exactly. That's so why funny. we're freaking out. But Justin ends up using it. So yeah, it's like low-key Matt is just giving everything he, he's got to Justin. I mean, get his hands dirty. Uh, Trish and Steph come dancing on in. They're looking good. I'm wondering where they got a chance to shower because it definitely looks like they have. Yeah, I like that we're still getting the the first time you see the person on the jury they've had a little bit of a glow up yes but that phenomenon is still happening phenomena dan gets a little fussy at the fact that it's such a quick turnaround from challenge to tribal because we didn't even get any fucking time to fucking talk about it eh? <laughs> is he canadian <laughs> no i thought we'd have time i think is what he said actually speaking about dan and canadians i earlier said that he looks like pete townsend of the who but he kind of looks like keanu reeves mm. famous canuck he does not look like keanu reeves at all they've got a similar thing not going on. <laughs> at all not even like remotely close dan could be keanu's son what are you talking about uh, uh-huh they're just twins I heard in Wait. John Wick 4 that Keanu passes the torch to Dan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. I will say, though, they wish that they could go back to Nails to vote somebody out. Like vote out based on Nails? Yeah. Yeah. No one really knows who to vote for. Mike and Mary Ellen are the first to kind of say that. And then Liza asks the group. And they're they like, all... well, it's six versus three. So hmm, not that hard. Liza throws out some possible divisions that could be at play, whether it's, you know, original tribe or new tribe. I feel like everyone's really low energy here and just, I don't know, fuming at the fact that they didn't have more time to discuss. Until we get to fucking Mike and he like, I'm confused about the six versus three because the supposed three all came to me about each other. As far as I know. He's like a hoity-toity British lord here. He is so angry about everything. Mike loves to be the tribal (laughs) contrarian. Mike just loves pouring hot scalding tea over everything (laughs) and when are you not having enough tea bags Mm. so it's just hot water it like holds nothing 
but it, it it's real hot. Do you think Mike's partner or domicile room, like shared domicile person, I don't know Mike's situation. Do you think whoever Mike lives with, lover or otherwise, gets annoyed lover that he is other. apparently constantly like pouring hot tea out? <laughs> That's not even tea. He's just pouring hot, hot water, water on the floor. I mean, probably. Or he's just doing it and then scrubbing up after himself. As, he's just cleaning his, the floors. Yeah, his floors are just squeaky clean. <laughs> that seems like Mike. <laughs> Make me like Mike. And it's just me whispering to my mom. Scrubbing the floor. <laughs> Make me like Mike. Make me like Mike. Next time I clean the floors, I'm going to be thinking that. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of you, Mike. Mike. I feel uh, like we're giving him a hard time this episode. We've given him a hard time the last few weeks. I'm sorry, it's Mike. We val- really like love you. Day. I love Mike. He's, you know, he's not like Forrest. He's not a character oh, God, no. whom shows up that you just wish was never there. <laughs> Andy, I'm sorry he's to insult someone- your son. <laughs> you he love- is a character. You love to poke at Mike. Yes. And also, he brings a distinct and needed flavor to the mm, season that's what valued. What would he be? Okay, if Mike... Batch, if Mike were I don't know, what's that show? Uh, flavor of Love? Bachelor? Bachelor number one. Uh, the Love Game or something? Yeah. If Mike was an ice cream flavor, what, what flavor oh, would he be? ice cream? Yeah, what flavor of ice cream? Because I was thinking like... Uh, chili lime initially. Like a chip. A okay. chili lime chip. But if I'm thinking ice cream flavor, somehow chili lime chip does not translate <laughs> to Mike for me. Um, I guess I get where you're going with it, but or he could be like that mixture bag of caramel and cheddar popcorn, mm. but has too many kernels in it, so it hurts your teeth. Is he rum raisin? Um, <laughs> <laughs> rum raisin. <laughs> it really tickled you. <laughs> <laughs> how breathy can i get oh i got the snort what he's pistachio i think mike's pistachio um tasty but healthy no oh. no mike is mike a twink <laughs> let's not go back down mike that road. Affair. <laughs> he doesn't for mike you know as an outsider i don't know where to classify either of them on that spectrum of twink to bear on the twink to bear. Is it ironic that twinks probably don't eat Twinkies very often? Because <laughs> there's no life. <laughs> Maybe they just have good metabolisms. Or maybe they just smoke a lot of meth. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always go so dark? Jesus. That's the only other way I can think of to stay skinny. <laughs> <laughs> the two routes. We need to cut this and throw it. <laughs> I know we're 20 minutes in. Throw it onto the bag of the episode. Jump back in at the beginning of episode eight. Okay. Do we need to stop down to talk about what flavor Mike is, or should we just keep rolling? Neapolitan. A little you bit. Never of a... know which side you're gonna. <laughs> Yes. It's a little bit of a cop out to say three flavors, but okay. He's the three most popular flavors of ice cream all at once. But, <coughs> doesn't, I'm sorry, y'all. Doesn't Neapolitan ice cream kind of suck sometimes? It does. You don't ever really get all, do you ever go for all three at once? 
but then do you keep them? The, the it's it's strange that strawberries in there. There could be a better, you know, strawberry chocolate vanilla. It feels like there could be a better combination. Should be black cherry chocolate vanilla. I've heard some some good Neapolitan switch ups. When you were a kid, did it ever confuse you that it was called Neapolitan, and then there's also Napoleon? And that <laughs> that connection never makes you up, kind of. Nope. So did he invent the ice cream? Does it taste like him? I feel so bad for all the listeners right now that just had to suffer through me dying for a minute. I think you laughing is probably very charming. Uh, no, I just... Oof. Um, where were we? Let's power through the restless tribal. Yes. Everyone is pretty silent after Mike's somewhat confusing remarks. Yes. And then I have a note that Mike is very aggressive to Justin. Hmm. Oh, asking, like, what's the name? Asking yeah. who to vote who, for. Who should I vote for then, jerk? And then he kind of sits there with his arms crossed. <laughs> he's just playing. I don't know what his move is here. I don't know what he's hoping to accomplish. Me neither. And then Mike goes to vote. Vote, vote, Mike, vote. Vote, vote. Vote, vote. Mike votes for Will. Of course. Justin plays the knowledge is power advantage he stole from Matt. Stole? He stole Matt's heart Shit. and then got the oh advantage. Oh, my God. He asks Andy for his idol, which Andy does not have. Nope. And then, uh, yeah, we don't. I, I'm looking forward to next episode where we will presumably see Matt give Justin his all advantage. this stuff. Yeah, yeah, and a little kiss on the cheek. I hope mm, that bushy on the cheek. Which one? <laughs> cheeks, cheeks, cheeks. <laughs> okay, it is funny. It's like Justin's like, oh, fair enough. Okay, guess that was a waste. Shrugarino. And then the votes come in, Jacqueline. And what are those votes, Cody? One vote for Will. Where that came from. Three votes for Jess. Oh, no. Not our girl Jess. Not Jess. Five votes for Justin. Five. None for Mike, huh? Huh. Mike's gotten out pretty scotch-free lately. They clapped just enough. Yep. And, you know, was it worth it? For Matt. Matt to have given both of his advantages to the man who was just evicted? No. Uh, the man who was just, just evicted. evicted. Yep. Justin, the man who was just, just evicted. evicted. I love it. Cool. Justin is rooting for Matt. I would fucking hope so. At this point. Right? right? And, and for Mary Ellen as well. But he voted for Jess. Ooh. And then... Yes, it's odd that Matt, Mary Ellen, and Justin targeted Jess. That they were that that was like Matt's With who they doing were going and, for. Right. I think it's because Jess is solid. I think their reasoning was like Jess is solid in their alliance or in her alliance, and like isn't wavering or considering working with us at all. Like, okay. there's no way we can sway Jess. Jess didn't like lend us her ear. Yeah, she's the one person that like we didn't get to talk game to because she just wasn't having it. So I guess we're voting for her. I buy that. Yeah. Oh, not love cats. Goodbye. I'm gonna say that Justin is the veil yard. <gasps> the what? evil. What? Condensation. Condensation is not the right word. 
uh, culmination culmination <laughs> of condensation. <laughs> evil condensation. He's the Valeyard. He's the the evil approximation of the Doctor. Oh man! Who put him on trial and trial of a Time Lord? Ooh! Just because I I don't really know. I'm I'm struggling with assigning everyone a Doctor. <laughs> How many people did we start the season with? A Do lot. I even have enough people to doctor like ratio? 16 at least. I don't remember what doctors I've assigned. I've been phoning it in. I'm going to get back They're not written on... down at all. I'll get back on track next Cody. week. Cody. Well, that's how Justin ends up as the Veilyard, okay? <laughs> all right. But it's a classic <laughs> who reference and Justin is evil. So <laughs> Justin's not evil. He evil like Justin. a fox. Oh, I do like Justin and we'll miss him. <laughs> But do you know what that means then, Jacqueline? I certainly fucking do. It's time for a special Valentine's Day edition of... Award time. All right, Jackie. You got some awards to give out? I do. Who do you want to hear about? I want to hear your... You got your sexual healing award of the week. <laughs> Nobody. I want to hear My your... Oh. Who got your fashionista of the week? My fashionista this week. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. No, I love it. Uh, my fashionista this week, Mike fall to someone who's not a main castaway. Wow. Wow. My fashionista this week falls in episode seven during that intense challenge to cameraman Brandon's yes. stash. Yes. Specifically that stash, Brandon. It's looking fly. The stash is back. Between Matt and Brandon, the looking stash is back, fellas. Fellas, have you heard the news? The stash, stash is, is back. back. I'm going to burst out my front door tomorrow morning. The stash is back. Backstash. Backstash. No backstashes. <laughs> it's when you like trim your hairy back so it's a giant right mustache across your, your back. Right over, over your, your butt. butt. <laughs> backstash. The lip of your back. The butt is the <laughs> lips of the lower back. back. Okay. Who, Jacqueline, got your fucking, uh, what other awards do we give out? Miss Congeniality? Who's your Miss Congeniality? My Miss Congeniality falls to Delaney and the little jig that she gives us when we realize we're all on the jury now, baby. Delaney's got some good dancing this week. Delaney does have good dance moves. All right. Give me that Serafina. No, 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 no. Give me that Hein Boslu Ultimate Survivor Award. Well, you know, it couldn't go to any moment except for Matt, after vomiting the last day and a half, still feeling good enough to do that Michelle high kick. Oh, yeah. Of the puzzle. What a time. This is just for you, Matt. That's part of the song. Baby, stronger, 
stronger. When I get that feeling, I need survive, remain healing. Survive, remain healing. It's good for me. All right. We got one more award. It's almost a shame, but you know it's going to feel so good to switch on over. It's good for me. Who's got that <laughs> Serafina teachable moment of the week as we say goodbye to Jabulani? Rejoice! With Jabulani. Rejoice! <laughs> as we learned last week, as we always do. Um, my teachable moment this week goes to Andy for teaching us about his ideas of dream management with the quote. Don't make interesting moves. Mm. Make good moves. Interesting. Good. <laughs> I think that's a pretty solid perspective. Okay, now I've got Surviving Main okay. Episode 8 pulled up. I don't... Okay, what's about to happen here? It's post-challenge. Are they going to turn into cartoons? Are they going to turn into cartoons? They're walking... Was Cody tripping on acid... It's muted. It's post Matt finding his knowledge is power. I think I pulled it up at the right moment. I swear it's going to happen. Jabulani. Do you want to give me a top five? I feel like we're at a good point in the game to give me a top five. I'm just trying to remember. Okay. Matt. Matt. Mary Ellen. Jess. Okay, that's a good top three. Uh, fucking who the fuck is else not out? Um, Mike, gonna throw Delaney in there. Love it. And. I'm going to call it those four. Top four, bitches. Hmm. It's like I was going to do blue hair, but he's not going to make it. And then I was like, Justin's already out of there. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to call it there. I don't want to throw Delaney in there because I don't want to have all three girls in the top. Dan... It is just sloppy. And, uh, you know, Raccoon Head. I maybe am not voting for Andy in this game. I don't... This really happened, right? Where things weren't animated for a second. So. I'm trying to track it in my notes to where... Look at Dan crossing his body looking at Andy oh, right he's now. salty. Salty or horny? You oh. tell me. Maybe he's look at him up and down. Can't even contain it. I swear I thought the fucking whole thing went animated for a second. I am truly losing my mind. We stayed up so late all weekend. <laughs> and then went to that drag show. I know. Talking about the drag shows on the Lost recording. We came home from the drag show and immediately started recording. Am I fucking insane? Does it really not have like some weird I animated filter on it for it a moment? I don't remember happening. So, Jesus Christ. I don't know what exactly you're talking about, but uh, I'm trying to support you. I guess we just have to wrap up the episode on this note of me 
losing my mind. <laughs> What's wrong? Huh. How Weird. Did that, how did? Uh, okay. Why would they have done that? I. They wouldn't have. All right. Well, follow us at INC SurvivorCast. Sorry to end the episode on such a warm, warm. Happy Love Day. And you know what? I'm gonna say it. For this episode and this episode alone, I'm making a fresh fucking batch of brownies to mail out to Matt and Will this weekend. If you want one of those fucking brownies, you better follow Mrs. E's teacher treats on Instagram and send me a DM with your address. Do it up. The Big Bopper is now playing because we also talked about the Big Bopper on the last recording. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Baby. That's for you, Steph. That's creepy. Well, just because we called her Boston Baby and Boston Baddie. And we were saying that Boston in the Big Daddy. And then we were saying all of those in the Big Bopper voice. And Jackie didn't know who the Big Bopper was. The Big Bopper is not a real thing. But I'm not saying to just, hey, baby. But we're saying, Boston Baddie. All right, follow us at IMT Survivor Cast. We'll see you next week with episodes nine and ten. Oh wait, make Flossie meow. Come meow, Flossie. Come here, baby cat. She's so sleepy. Oh, Flossie. <laughs> You're not gonna make her meow. You're just gonna let her sleep. That's probably the good thing to do. Are you talking to me or the big bopper? You. Are you gonna pick up Flossie to make her meow? You want me to wake her up to make her meow for the people? Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> I would have to actually like physically pick her up. You're right. Hi, All little right. baby cat. She's so sweet. You guys should follow us. She's adorable. Just for the Fancy content. I'm sorry. You've just listened to a Reality Pod International podcast. Find more episodes and other great shows at Reality Pod INT on Twitter. Rate, review, subscribe, and find us on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening. Why are you mad at Andy? <laughs> We're back. We didn't take a break. Because he fucking calls her Mary Ella. Mary Ella. What the fuck? Ella, it's Mary Ella. Ellen. Mary Ellen. Ellen. Like DeGeneres, you degenerate. Ooh. Just remember what you are. It's DeGeneres, you degenerate. Is that a good t-shirt? Or is that a good like... Ellen DeGeneres is now in an action movie and she's about to like blow someone's <laughs> brains out. It's DeGeneres. Degenerate. <laughs> blows Donald Trump? Question marks? Brains out? Parody. Blows, Parody. blows Donald Trump. Brain Stops out. There. Just... Listen, listen. For all the controversy 
feel like this surrounding Ellen should just go in the garbage. No, maybe it should. I think so. (laughs) I did not mean to hit record. This will go at the end of the episode. Because he fucking calls her Mary Ella. Ella, Ella, Ella. (laughs) It's Ellen. Mary Ellen. Like DeGeneres. Why does everyone get her fucking name wrong? It's I know, not a I hard know. name. There are a lot of... It makes of... me so mad for her and she doesn't even care. Or she does care and doesn't fucking show it because she's a boss and is right, never going to make right. anyone angry ever. There aren't a ton of Mary plus additional name. name Mary Ann, Mary, Mary Beth. Beth. Mary, my baby mama's named Mary Beth. That's why Jackie's saying it with such disdain. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> it sounds fucked up when I do that. It just makes you sound like a like, misogynist. Yeah. No. She cool. She a bitch. She's got a cool black husband whom I'm also friendly toward. She a bitch. Let's not go there. Not on. The, now we have to cut this out too. Do we? I think so. We don't want to bring this energy. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> on oh, no. to the, the, the back end of the episode. It goes. <laughs> 